Oh, yeah. We covering it today? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Matt J., Brian Hartman in the in the house today. We're finna, we're finna get into uh, cracking the code on the uh, 49ers. Matt Dixon, your thoughts on the draw one day later. We were all on here live yesterday and in living color. I think we're the only ones working on the holiday. And I was darn proud to do so. Dixon, do you have a thought a day later on what we saw? Obviously a, a tough draw for, for Tennessee, um, and especially for Clemson, too. Um, but it kind of is what it is. They, they pair these regionally most of the time. So, you know, the, the number four overall seed doesn't necessarily get the, the right two seed um, that they probably should. Um, I think Tennessee is one of the better two. So, But, you know, before that, you got, you know, Charlotte's coming in hot, won five straight to a – to just make the tournament, uh, having to win the Conference USA tournament, so you know a lot of a lot of firepower. But I, you know, t- Tennessee's the better team and and should be able to take care of them. But uh, certainly no pushover. No, none of this is uh, none of this is easy. And if it was, everybody'd be doing it. Brian Hartman, do you have a thought a day later on the draw to end it all? The war to settle the score. The brawl for it all, Bri. I don't see a clear-cut favorite to win the whole thing this year. Mm-hmm. I don't know that there is a answer to Tennessee last year. Mm-hmm. I could see probably you could make a list of 15 different teams that could win it. And the list of maybe 25 or longer that could actually get to Omaha. Are the balls one of them, Brian? I think so, and I think they're a team that could get to Omaha. So anything can happen, and can't wait to get started. Matt, what do you think? Friday at high noon. Uh, Oh, it's it's kind of a wide open deal. Uh, You know, Wake Forest is kind of the clear top team, but we know about the the curse of that being that overall number one seed. Yeah. Really, uh, I mean, I'll. Just about every SEC team I could see getting to Omaha just because of, of how kind of loaded they are and, and battle-tested. Uh, I, I still probably would lean Florida as being the SEC team with the best chance to win it all because of just kind of their high-end ability and, and potential on the mound. But you know, it should be a lot of fun. To, um, there's always you know a number of upsets. Um, they'll pro- probably be a four seed. Will knock off a one on on Friday. Um, that that typically happens, you know, maybe once every year, uh, maybe twice every three years. So mm-hmm. I don't think it happened last year, but um, I you know look for that. Uh, but it should be should be a lot of fun just to see how how it all kind of plays out and and what kind of matchups each team gets. You know, there's you know, it's still kind of a randomness to it, just in terms of when you face a team, what which pitcher they're using and. And how all that, I'm always fascinated by that and just kind of see which teams which teams show up and perform. Today we're going to be joined by Jack Fitzpatrick, Charlotte's uh, ESPN Plus play-by-play guy. So we'll get some thoughts on him or from him on the 49ers getting in. He'll join momentarily. Cam Fisher, 
local hero by way of Hardin Valley Academy. Cam Fisher will be on in our second hour. Brian, is Tony Valls tomorrow? Is that going to happen? Are we trying to work tomorrow, that out? Tomorrow, right off the top. Okay. Tony Valls tomorrow. They leave so. tomorrow at 4 p.m. for Clemson. So we're going to have this whole thing covered. One of Tony's last acts will be appearing on this program, which can only bode well for what's going to happen to them, with them. And the unknown, the uncertainty. Tennessee on uh, Friday will be playing itself because truly the Vols just have to play clean baseball. When they've been good this year, they've played cleanly. And when they've been atrocious, they haven't. So we have a lot to discuss today. Uh, Matt Dixon here, courtesy of our friends at TLD Logistics. And we will have uh, Jack Fitzpatrick on the TLD Logistics Hotline. I want to remind you that coming up um, after the Charlotte game, we'll be on with the Garza Live. Garza Law, uh, Tennessee Baseball X3 Innings. Live call-in show, so we'll celebrate some college baseball with you. So make a note. Yesterday, Matt, it was very exciting when we broke the news of where Tennessee was going and then watching them come up. They were in that last slot. I was getting nervous. I was like, wow, we're going to have some egg on our face here. But uh, internally, they felt like that's where they were going, which is why I felt safe with running with that. And, you know, the the college baseball world has made a point that Tennessee, uh, that Clemson has gotten screwed uh, in their regional for being the fourth uh, overall seed but yet drawing the vols one can make the case though that tennessee at one point matt was supposed to be the last team out from hosting and somehow they slid five slots and rpi was determinant for auburn getting in rpi was determinant for kentucky hosting um but rpi was not a determinant for where tennessee ended up Matt, they're really holding it against Tennessee that they can't play on the road. And I'm going to ask Tony about this tomorrow. Do you, do you find that fair, where the Vols are seated, Matt? I mean, I know you got to play them, but just a point of conversation, because nobody's talking about it or that covers the team. Oh, I mean, I, they, they got a tough draw with drawing the number four seed overall for the tournament. But, uh, again, I, after you get past those first 16 and, and the seeded teams, they don't necessarily go in in order. They just they try to pair things up regionally. Oh. And that's just just kind of where Tennessee fell at. So, so let me ask you this: there's a number of a number of teams are like that. There's a lot of high high seeds that have much tougher draws than teams below them. So if Tennessee and Southern Miss both win, is the game in Hattiesburg because Hattiesburg's ranked higher, Matt? Or don't we know that? No, the, the NCA will make a determination at at that point. Uh, take into account a lot of factors they claim. Are you effling? Uh, are you effling? Kidding me? So we don't know. And we I, don't know the answer to we, that. We don't. We don't know that Southern Miss is is ranked higher than Tennessee. We. I don't think that that's like. I, I don't think that that's been publicly said. No, I, I'm asking. Like they you, don't. I'm rank, trying they to don't deduce it. Me and the Throaty were talking today, and we were trying to deduce that based on where they selected and put these teams. So you can't make that determination based on this seating, is what you're saying? Correct. Yes. What kind the of sport only, the is only ones that? That they, that they rank are, are the one seeds. So David Stern wants his ping pong ball back, Bry from '85. 
for you, know, you the, amount, the amount of politicking that goes on is is insane. David Stern like wants his ping pong ball back. Brian, why am I bringing up the NBA? Is there a reason? Southern Miss actually is where Ole Something Miss about won their Memorial Day Massacre. Year. Was it a Memorial Day Massacre? Is that what you termed it yesterday on the air? You were right. You called your shot. Yeah, I, I nailed it. I nailed it, didn't I? Um, yeah, Southern Miss actually. No, 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 no. We're not going to avoid. No, 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 no. Tell me about. Can we like? Tell me about the Memorial Day massacre. Tell me about it through your eyes. I was hoping we wouldn't have to talk about this. You know, I mean, it's. I'm tired. I'm. I'm kind of glad this is over, because I'm just sick of the inconsistency, from one night to the next. I enjoyed this deep playoff run less than any others they've had. I can't lie. This is the least enjoyable. And it was pretty much over when Tatum sprained his ankle one minute. No, 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 no. You're not going to do that. No. No, we're not doing well, that. Well, I just here. did. and We're I, not you know, going to blame Tatum's ankle. Matt, are we blaming Tatum's ankle for that? The air, last... the air went out of the bubble right after that happened. You could just oh. feel it. I don't think they. I still think they might have lost, but but you could just feel every other player on there tried to. You know they were tight. You know, um, I'm just glad this thing is over with. I uh, I just I can't take when there's expectations and then you fall short of them. There's nothing worse in sports than that. And thank God it's over with. Don't have to deal with it anymore. Yeah, I'm not going to lie to you. I was lurking around. On the around. baseball. On the, on the baseball. Team. I was lurking around on a few Celtic boards last night as a Sixer fan and taking glee. And most of those fans were saying, I hate this team. I'm glad it's over. Thank goodness for Chef Boyardee that that season is over. And, Brian Hartman, you called the shot on here yesterday. You said when your guys scratch back to make it 3-3, you called for a Memorial Day massacre, and you called the shot, Bri. So congratulations to you. Here's the deal with uh, these th- we come back from 3-0 deals and why nobody can do it. Because it expends so much energy. When you're down in a basketball game, 25 points, and you come back, you see that team in the last five minutes, how spent they are generally. And that's what happened in the three-game series. That's way too much emotion. The Celtics weren't going to win with a healthy Tatum. They could have had Larry Bird out there last night, Robert Parrish back in the day with some ganji wawa. They weren't going to win. So relax, Bry. Sit on the sidelines with my 76ers. Now, without further ado, Jack Fitzpatrick, play-by-play voice for Charlotte, kind enough to join us today on the TLD Logistics Hotline as we get a look-see inside this uh, Charlotte ball club, including one of the great power hitters in college baseball who hails from our own backyard, a young man by the name of Cam Fisher, who literally went off in the conference tournament. I think it'd be fair to say he kind of went off as Charlotte finds itself in the NCAA tourney. And Jack, I welcome you in, and I appreciate you joining. And Jack, let's park there. How surprised is Charlotte to still be playing? Uh, if you'd have told him at the beginning of the year. Yeah, thank you guys for having me on. And, uh, yeah, jumping right into what Charlotte's feeling. Uh, I think this was kind of their expectation when they started the year. Um, they've always talked about the road to Omaha, run through Charlotte. Uh, this year won't be running through Charlotte. They had some ups and downs this year. If you had asked them, I think the team never really lost faith, but if you had asked me probably 
uh, you know, in mid-April. I think there's a lot of different feelings, but here they are. That This is a team that can get hot, and boy, did they get hot. Tell me about what happens for them when they get hot. Describe that ball club when they get hot. How do we know that a good Charlotte team has showed up? Yeah, you can tell it starts right off the bat. Blake Jackson, their leadoff guy, he's getting on consistently. And then the power just shines through. It's led by Cam Fisher. You mentioned him. Leads the nation in home runs. I think you have, what, six in the conference tournament, 13 RBIs. Behind that, you have uh, a State Fair Community College transfer, Brandon Stallman, who has some pop in his bat. Jake Cunningham, uh, lots of pop in his bat. Really, the team just starts to find that zone. The ball starts to look like a beach ball, right? And they just start sending it out of the park. And when that power starts going up, you're like, okay, this is the 49ers team that can that can play with the best of them. So the 49ers look at Tennessee. Uh Lindsay is a guy who pitched over there. Do you remember Lindsay when he pitched for them? I do not. I uh, just started with the 49ers about last season, so wasn't fully uh, up to date on Lindsay and what he brought to the team. Right. So um, in terms of Charlotte, they got a small ballpark they're going to play in. This is an opportunity for them Friday, isn't it? Yeah, it's a big opportunity. I mean, they played well against top teams in the nation, but I think putting you into an NCAA regional kind of environment um, down there in Clemson, it's going to bring kind of a different level of expectations. The fan base is bought in. It brings this new level of um, anxiety almost for the team. So it's a big opportunity, an opportunity for them to make kind of a name for themselves on that national stage, but it's going to be uh, a difficult test, especially with Tennessee there. Hey, Matt Dixon, jump in here as we're joined by Jack Fitzpatrick, play-by-play voice uh, for Charlotte on ESPN+. Plus. Those of you that have caught them over on the platform, he does a wonderful job there. Go ahead, Matt. Yeah, Jack, any idea what, what the pitching matchup is going to be for Charlotte? I know their, their typical Friday night guy uh, had to pitch two games in the tournament, including the, the championship game on Sunday. Um, any any idea what the who the starter might be and, and what maybe the top arm or two out of the bullpen will be? Yeah, I'd be shocked if Wyatt Beautiful, that guy who started two games in the Conference USA tournament, if he isn't that Friday night starter. I expect him fully to go. Um, he's a workhorse. He'll go out there and he'll pitch you 15 innings if you let him. If, if he somehow is able to get past the nine who is just throwing random balls, he'd go as long as you let him. Um, and so I'd, I'd be I'd be shocked if he wasn't starting on Friday. And a few other guys to keep an eye on out of the bullpen. Donye Evans, a Vanderbilt transfer, came in, uh, leads the team in appearances this year. He's kind of been up and down this year. He has high-velocity stuff. Um, but when he's on coming out of the bullpen, he's kind of one of those go-to high-leverage pitchers. Uh, they go to him a lot when they get into sticky situations. And uh, another guy you keep an eye on is Evan Michelson. He's been kind of their go-to closer this year and has been really solid, leads the team in saves, and uh, comes out of the bullpen late, typically shuts them down, and he can go six out saves. You know, he can, he can go there for a while. Is um, Back to uh, the, the Kentucky transfer, is he a power pitcher or is he an off-speed pitcher? He's a power pitcher. He has, you know, mid-90s. He's popping out around 94, 95. Um, he's going to come at you. He's going to lull you to sleep with that fastball and then hit you with a little breaking ball stuff. His put-away pitches, um, some of the filthiest pitches I've seen. He's, he's a dominant pitcher. His ERA um, 
might not necessarily say that. His his record may not necessarily say that. But this is a guy who has like 10 quality starts. Uh, he had that weird hiccup in that first game of the Conference USA tournament. But this year, Hudipal has been, I mean, lights out. He's gotten to Charlotte and took over that Friday night starter role and just has not relinquished it. When he's given up the home runs, and I know I see where he's given up a bunch. Um, yeah. Is it a deal where, because Tennessee's seen that with their pitchers this year, where they just have trouble commanding, and then they try to get that breaking ball over and it gets hammered? Uh, Chase Burns has gone through that at times here. Yeah, that's, that's a good way to put it. Sometimes that breaking ball just hangs up on him and it just gets taken to the cleaners. Um, other times, you know, he's throwing that 95-mile-an-hour fastball but just can't put it where it goes, so that just ends up, you know, dead red middle of the plate and opponents are just turning on it and just absolutely hammering it. Um, so that has been kind of his issue. There was a few games this year where he allowed like two or three hits, and those two or three hits were solo shot home runs. And it's just kind of a weird feeling. He's so dominant, and then all of a sudden, you know, he just the home runs are getting launched on him every now and then. How many do we have? Do we have any idea how many guys from a couple years ago are still left on that Charlotte roster? I, I realize that college baseball is such a transient game. But how many of those guys would have been former teammates of Lindsey? I mean, do you have any idea, like, um, is it just a few? Is it several? How many guys are left from a couple years ago? Um, it's going to be just a few. Your, your big names like Jack Dragum, Austin Knight, um, those are guys that have been around for a few years. They've been with the team for a few years. Um, but then you do have this large influx of transfers. The 49ers play that transfer portal game pretty aggressively. Um, Sam Fisher is newer to the team. He's just been with the team. This is his second year. Um, so a good amount of turnover. But some of the big names, you know, the, the Dragons, Will Butchers, the Austin Knights, um, they, they were there for a few years. I, I would imagine those guys are going to relish the opportunity to get a chance to go against their former teammate. Yeah. I mean, when you can play up against some guy that you used to, you know, just practice with and you can just key off on him and get an opportunity to try and hit the ball well. I think that's what they both want. And for Lindsay as well, an opportunity, you know, bring him up, get him on strikes, get him looking. Um, it'll be a really fun battle between those guys. From your perspective, what's Charlotte's biggest question mark coming into Friday? Like for Tennessee, for instance, I'll just lend side baseball. Their infield defense, when it's not going well for them, their infield defense will fail them, and more times than not, they can unravel after that happens. Does Charlotte have a kryptonite, a concern coming into this one uh, from that standpoint on Friday? I mean, kind of what their issue's been this season is pitching. I mean, sometimes they can get these fantastic starts. Their starters will go six, seven innings, and it looks just completely dominant. Then other times, the starter's getting pulled after two, and all of a sudden they're running with their bullpen, and they might get a good outing here and there, but this team will go as far as their arms let them. Um, they're kryptonite this year. There's been times that, you know, they hang up 10 runs, but they lose 11 to 10. Um, and so if the pitching can show up and the pitching can hold its own, I think the offensive lineup will be able to do what they've been doing all season. But it, it kind of comes down to the arms in that bullpen. Uh, after that starter goes, what I assume would be beautiful after he gets pulled, how does the bullpen step up? How does the bullpen string together good outings? Unbelievable stuff. Uh, on the way out, any uh, questions you have of us for the Tennessee Volunteers? And uh, we really appreciate your time, my friend. No, thank you.
Thank you, Mommy. Hey, what did you think of the Celtics getting wasted last night on national television? Brian Celtics, what did you think of that? For, for Charlotte, you guys making me laugh at the Celtics. I mean, it, was, was it ever going to be a historic moment for the Celtics? I mean, was it, were they ever going to do something no one else Brian, done? I, 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 no. No, they weren't. But this guy here, this guy here that you're with today, Brian Hartman, he had himself convinced. I good for you, man. <laughs> good for you, hey, Brian. Good for you. <laughs> I mean, Brian, it's not my style to get a guest on here to goof on you, but good for <laughs> you, buddy. Man, I. Uh, That's a rough crowd in here. Hey, it's a rough crowd in here I, today, Brian. Go ahead, Brian. I feel like I've been hit by. A, I feel like I've been run over by six offensive lines and three running backs. I mean, let's put it this way: Does Charlotte Matt have a better chance of beating the Vols Friday night than the Celtics did of coming back from three zero? Which Bry was fully convinced they were coming back. What's a better chance of having them, Matt? Oh, much better chance of Charlotte winning. I mean, my Friday. God, Brian! It's a one game off, and what was it? it's like one hundred and fifty one and or zero oh, and like one fifty one or whatever. Oh, it was. No, it's zero oh, and one fifty. And Brian was on here talking mad trash yesterday. Mad trash. The Memorial Day Massacre. <laughs> but now you're happy it's over? Yeah, come on, so Brian. Kind of a 180. Yeah, man. Jack Fitzpatrick, this is how we roll around here. Brother, I hope you enjoy yourself uh, Friday. And my best to you. And Tell me about this young man, this Fisher. We're having him on in the second hour. Yeah. What kind of young man is he? Great kid. Awesome. Uh, started his collegiate career with Ole Miss, went to Walter State, and he is just humble as humble can be. You walk past him, and you, you wouldn't even know he's leading the nation in home runs. You wouldn't even know that he's one of the best power hitters in the entire nation. Uh, really great kid. Is there anything in particular we need to ask him about, like any stories from this year uh, that would be fun for us to get into? I mean, you have to ask. He hit the longest home run recorded at Robert and Miriam Hayes Stadium where the 49ers play their home games. He had a 478-foot monster just bomb. You gotta what? Yeah. Four, seven, eight? You know, Trackman, it, it may have lied there, but you know what I say? Stats don't lie. Uh, that's what the numbers were saying. 112 miles an hour off the bat. That thing was obliterated. you got to ask him about that. We'll do that. Did he was he was it a decent pitcher he hit it off of or some tomato can? I think it was a a middle Tennessee. Oh no! Parents probably listening to guys. us. I didn't mean to call your kid a tomato can. My Rona <laughs> me. Well, listen. I appreciate you. I hope you have a Dwight Gooden and enjoy your day, my friend. Thank you. You as well. Thank you guys for having me, Brian. Then there was a time the play-by-play guy from Charlotte came on here and rubbed it in your face. I'd like to ask who his team was, but I just, right I'm now, sure I don't it's have probably the Hornets to... or whatever they're called over there. Yeah, I mean, well, you know, they, they'll, they'll win, they'll come back from 3 0 down before the Hornets ever win that anything. That dude had meaningful. some bad taste. I'll say that much. And I apologize for the auditory quality of that, but hey, we got through it. We got through it, and we got what we needed to get. Some people have said that jump on the Twitter spaces. Listen, the Twitter spaces is not set up for broadcast quality. The Twitter spaces is simply 
a the way it works is this is going speaker to speaker, my speaker to your speaker. So when you listen on Twitter Spaces, you hear all the stuff that goes on in the background. So if you want to find my Twitter account at Tony Basilio and listen over there, do so, and you get to hear all the good stuff that goes on behind the scenes. Some of the inside scoop, like yesterday. We and folks that were on the Twitter Spaces will tell you we were talking about the thought that Tennessee was going to play Charlotte because I had I'd gotten that internally from Tennessee and I said to the Twitter Spaces people, don't you dare breathe a word of that. And then we've had some other inside stuff as well that's happened over on Twitter Spaces that people have heard. Some of the rumors and things like that. Hey guys, I got excoriated and Matt, you're one of them for talking about this one seven deal in the league. They're actually going to do this. Yeah. No. Can you imagine that? I had people last week say, you've really embarrassed yourself, ripping me on emails. You, you've judged this all up. It's never going to happen. You've spent all this time this week. You've made people very angry. It's No other shows in town are talking about it. Hey, let me tell you something. Those of you that email me things like, I don't care what other shows are doing. I've never cared. And I mean never, ever, ever, E-V-E-R, ever. Don't come at me with that. You want to urinate me off? Tell me that no other shows are talking about something. Of course they're not. But they are this week. They are this week. Were they telling you yesterday we were going to Clemson? No. Were they telling you uh, six weeks ago uh, that the only guy welcome back was help me out, Matt. Were they telling you that? Santiago. Yeah. Did they play Tennessee Waltz on a harmonica? No. Don't come at me with that. You want to piss me off? I call those people out in the blog. Generally, I, I let the naysayers naysay. I don't care. Don't come at me and tell me that no one... I don't give a damn what other people are talking about. Are you kidding me? No other show. Who cares? Follow the leader, baby. Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Parks Motor Sales was founded by my granddad, Bobby Parks, and my great-granddad, Julian Mays, in 1958. We've been family-owned the whole time, and being family-owned, locally-owned, means you get to get your next vehicle or your existing vehicle serviced by the same people who stand in the grocery line with you, drop their kids off at the same school you do, and smile and are happy to see you when they do. So come see us at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee on 919 Nashville Highway or ParksMotorSales.com. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard, so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the stair that only creaks when everyone else in the house is asleep. 
American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. Are you new to Murray County? We want to welcome you and your family. We are a local residential garbage service, and we want to be your garbage man. We've been around for over 30 years, so we have a reputation. Check us out at garbagemaninc.com or call Mike at 931-540-0919. You could also ask your neighbor. 931-540-0919. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole barn. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. Brown's Body Shop has two locations to provide your vehicles with high-quality body and frame repairs, the best paint jobs, and custom body fabrications. Brown's Body Shop has been successful for more than 50 years because of their highly trained personnel, competitive prices, superior customer care, and timely service. Don't put off body repairs or that custom paint job at Fenders. Go to Brown's Body Shop today, 1505 Nashville Highway in Columbia, the 129 Alpha Drive in Franklin. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Looking for convenience? Try Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Murray County, Southern Middle Tennessee, and North Alabama. Whether stopping in on your way to work for coffee and a biscuit, taking a plate lunch to go, or grabbing something cold to drink after a long hot day at work, there's always one nearby. Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Southern Middle Tennessee and North Alabama. Proudly serving Shell Gasoline. Hello, this is John McEwen with McEwen Group Real Estate, located at 17A Public Square in beautiful downtown Columbia. Our family has over 40 years experience selling farms, residential, recreational, and all types of real estate here in Middle Tennessee. Check us out online at McEwenGroup.com or on Facebook and Instagram at McEwen Group, or give me a call today at 931-628-1749. McEwen Group, land is your legacy. Have you heard the news? The Big Yellow School Bus with your host, Jack Cobb, with Murray County Public Schools has a new day and time. Hop on the Big Yellow School Bus Saturdays at 10 a.m. right here on WKOM 101.7 FM to hear all about what's happening in and around Murray County Public Schools. The Big Yellow School Bus with Jack Cobb and Friends on Front Porch Radio, Saturdays at 10 a.m. on WKOM 101.7 FM. This is Clayton Harris, and you're listening to 101.7 WKOM Columbia. It's kind of a 
it's kind of interesting, as we welcome you back on your Tony Basilio show, or ironic, or however you want to call it, but Matt Dixon was teasing uh, Berkey over the weekend regarding College Otani losing his home run number, home run lead to this guy from Knoxville, and then we play him, Matt. Of all the teams to end up across, and this kid is smoking hot, Matt. Which Evan Russell yesterday said, I don't know what else they have. He said, but I'm not playing with him. Evan said, as best I can, I'm not going to play with a guy in a small ballpark that has 30 home runs. Oh, no. And who just hit six in the conference tournament. Yeah, this guy is smoking hot. Yeah. Yeah. He's, I think, hitting 352 for the season with, with the 30 home runs. Which, so that's legit. That, that, in your that, plays in any, that plays in any park, but especially this one at Clemson where, where the ball kind of jumps. I wonder what his story is. He started at Ole Miss, but he's only a sophomore there. I wonder how that worked. He went, to, he went to Walter State for a year, maybe two. But how's he a sophomore I think there? Because uh, of COVID? Well, he got the coat. I guess COVID, and yeah, then maybe he, he redshirted at Ole Miss. There you go. And then the COVID year doesn't count. There you go. And then oh, so, I, I, he's, so he's he's draft eligible. Oh, nice. Because I, I was thinking, I, I either well, that's that's interesting. He's a four year player. I wonder if uh, Tony Valls walks over there and puts his arm around that kid and said, "Hey, you want to come home?" See him from the right or left side, Matt. He's uh, a left, left-handed hitter. Crowds really crowds the plate. What's going on with all these left-hand hitters in college baseball? Where are all the right-hand hitters? Uh, Tennessee's asking that question too. Tennessee's left-handed dominant, which Where gra- granted is good for their part, but go. they need need some more right-handed ba- quality bats, especially Long off the bench. Time passing. I mean, where'd all the righties go? Brian was right yesterday about the Celtics. So, this morning, before we go back to the phones, i got to tell you a quick story. I was working on the heavy bag this morning, which is why I sound awake. I got a pretty robust workout in today. And I looked out of the corner of my eye, and I thought, that's not what I just saw. And so, you ever done that? You're kind of, I had both my garage doors. It's in my garage, hanging from the ceiling. And uh, it's like one of those, I don't know how heavy those bags are, 45, 50, 70 pounds. I don't know. It's heavy, and it hurts to hit the thing. And I've been told that it's going to give me arthritis. I only do it a couple times a week, but I go pretty hard at it. Today I was hitting it so hard it was making my midsection hurt and my rib cage. Just the way out the force I was throwing those punches with. I was thinking about that guy that emailed me. Three of you pissed me off. Just kidding. I have issues. But I really have issues today because then we'll go to the phones. So today, I saw something at the corner of my eye, and I thought, no, I didn't just see that. Because, you know, I'm one of these people whose mind's kind of always playing tricks on them. And so I have to ignore things. I have to go, that's not real, that's not real. I'm a negative self-talker and sort of a depression sufferer and all that stuff. So I have to constantly tell me, that's not real. That's just not real. So just keep going. You do your day. So those of you that have that, that are artistic and kind of have that, you know what I'm talking about. So, which is kind of a gift, by the way. Kind of a gift. I'm looking at the corner of my eye and I thought, oh, okay. 
So I went to get something out of my car, and I kid you guys not, there's a snake in my driveway that's a good eight to nine feet long. And I stepped over it, and this thing turned around and looked at me and went with its tongue. Now, Matt Dixon, you want to talk about some adrenaline turning your two to ten and your ten into two? Rather quickly. Do you yeah, play with snakes? I, Matt? I wouldn't be you at your house still. Are you if a that snake? To me. You're um, not a snakey God. guy. You're not a snakey guy. No, not at all. I think we we might have even talked about this at some point. You had a you have a snake phobia. The pandemic. You have a snake phobia. Oh God, yeah. I don't want to be anything around snake. Go no. So God, Laura, we were no. looking at it, and I said, "Let me get a rake." She goes, "That's a good idea." You break. You ready to do your show? Go, go get bit by a snake. That's a really good idea. She said, look at that. That thing will bite you. Brian, that thing turned around with its mouth and went like this to me. Look. You know, uh, I will bring a shotgun next time I come over there. A what? I'll bring a shotgun and aim for it. You, when it opens its mouth at me. You wouldn't need one of those in my neighborhood, brah. I got, my, my, I got, <laughs> let's go to the phones, 865-200-5402, Cam Fisher coming up towards the bottom of next hour on our uh, TLD Logistics Newsmaker Hotline, let's go back to the phones. Without further ado, and if you want to get in, 865-200-5402 is the number. The Vols are on their way to Clemson. Did they get it right? I mean, I think at the end of the day, and I don't know what Tony's going to say in front of the media, but you got to play them. And by the way, the Vols weren't good on the road this year. So, Matt, you're telling me we don't know if we're going to host if we get through this thing, because I think Auburn's going to get beat. No, you, you wouldn't know until, like, Monday or Tuesday of next week. What? If, if if that scenario pops up. The Fighting Tom Marines are going to beat Auburn. If the Fighting Pen Boys don't. The fight, don't sleep on the Fighting Pen Boys who went to A&M last year and beat them to start the season. Two out of three. Don't sleep on the Fighting Pen Boys, Bri. I know you're wanting to sleep on the Pen Boys, Bri. Hey, I don't... I don't sleep on anybody this time of year. No, what's one thing we didn't learned Arkansas, last year? Didn't Arkansas a couple of years ago have trouble with their with their four seed in their regional? Brian had an incredible Brian had an incredible snugget in his in his entry today. Who was it, Brian? Who was it, Matt? NJIT, some technical school from New Jersey. What? And they, I think they actually had the lead on Arkansas in like the middle innings. That was the Arkansas team that. Ran rough shot through the league and was the number one overall seed. Of course, they got stuck with the two seed Nebraska that was really, really good, really that good. Year and took took them to a to an if necessary game just to get out of the regional. So, I mean, you know, we talk about Tennessee and Clemson. Like this stuff happens every year to teams. It's it's really weird how they seed it by re- they do it by re- geographic so much that some teams kind of get get screwed every year. New Jersey Tech. I mean, what was Rhett's Electronics? Were they were they not available? Let's go to the phones. 865-200-5402. Uh, 
to the busy phones we go. Good morning and welcome in. Hey, TV. Rusty. Yo. Yo. Speak up for me. I can, can hardly hear you. Are you on, like, some earpiece or something? Hey, buddy. It's there we go. Right. Now we're talking. Sorry about that. Hey, um, Dixie's totally right. So, a couple things. The 16s are the only, the one through 16 seeds are the only ones they do in order. Our road record and our out-of-conference kept us from being one of those one through 16s. But once you're a two, it, it, it makes really no difference whether you're the highest seeded two because they don't even rank the twos in any order. They just have what? 16 twos. Or 16, they don't put them in any order. Then, why, then why are we playing a season? If they don't rank twos, then why are we playing a season? I don't, I don't understand you're that. Trying to, you're trying to get a one through 16, or you're trying to at least be a two, so you go be a two somewhere. That's it. So it's one through 16, and then geographical, we're just going to suit you, put you geographically? That's 100% it. What? Matt, that can't be right. Is that? I mean, that can't be right, can it, Matt? Why are we not? Yes. Yeah, that, yeah, that's what they. That's what they do. I mean, they they try to the seed stuff. This is yeah, twenty twenty three. The top two seed doesn't go to the worst one seed. What are they not a budget? Stuff like that because there is, Dixie's because there is no top two seed. They 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 have, and that's the whole thing with the, the next weekend is where I'm getting to, Tony. Is the reason we don't know who will host the next weekend is because. Southern Miss isn't necessarily ranked higher than us, and we're not what? higher than them. Okay, then why don't they put that on paper and let us know? They should sit down on paper, guys, if that's legitimate, and they should rank those teams 1 through 64, even if they put them in places that are geographically. They should release that yesterday. I'm calling this the fix is in. The fix is in. Tony, I totally agree, buddy. Totally agree. But here's the thing with next week. If us and Southern Miss both at fans. Yeah. How, how they're going to decide if we both advance as twos, it's who has the best bid to get it between us and Southern Miss. We'll both bid to the committee and say, hey, we have more hotels. Um, we have a better atmosphere. Um, Hattiesburg sucks. Uh, Ted DiBiase stole a bunch of money from him. Uh, What's-his-face? Uh, uh, Brett Favre is a clown. Jen Sturger yeah. says, what's up? We better get the yeah. nod over them. Oh, Marines cool though. Like, I love like forty six hundred. I love the they Marines. Can like, they can go to fifty five hundred people if they like fill all their grassy areas there. Oh, their so place. Their place has fifty six hundred people. They have more people than us. They it, it'll hold forty three as their number of seats, but they can they can expand with grassy areas uh, for people. Oh, uh, oh, Matt, the NCA is going to sell us out, Matt, next week. But they don't have any hope. Well, and, and their their longtime coach is retiring after this year too. So. Yep. Yeah. But Hattiesburg, Hattiesburg is a it's a hole, and there's no hotels there. And Curly Harmon says, we're gonna, "What's up?" No, no, no offense to Brett Favre and the boys. Anyway, you know, Brett Favre beat uh, Brett Favre beat uh, Florida State back in the day, right? You're too young to remember that, Rusty. But he beat Florida State. I absolutely remember it. And I bring Florida State up, Bri, why? Because Brian had a great nugget today over at tclub.team in his write-up. Because Brian finds things. And, Bri, what was the snuggie, the snooze snuggie on them? This is pretty significant. They are missing the – they are going to miss the tournament for the first time in 45 years. Starting in 1977 until 2022, they made every single tournament. 
Laura was and looking this at this year under first year coach Link Jared, who came from Notre Dame last year, Linky boy, who upset Tennessee. Under first year under him, they finished under 500. So of he course. must have inherited a real mess. Well, it's just like that guy at Oregon State after they put us out up there at Indianapolis. Of course, he they didn't make the tournament, but but he did inherit a real mess. But you know, those people down there wanted him to get into the tournament. At the very least, they don't play down there. It's very interesting. Since 77, Laura said that's got to be a misprint. She said, I know what Brian, so she looked it up. No, that's a crazy year, stat, Matt. That's crazy. Crazy. Yeah, well, they, they used to kind of have a stranglehold in recruiting um, with some advantages with, like, camp, like summer camps and things Mike that they Martin. no longer have. Yeah, yep. Mark Mark. Yeah, Mike Martin. Yep. And I think it was his son who was the head coach who took over after him. Yep. And who obviously just kind of flamed out. And I think he might have only lasted two or three years. That's why I'm for the Stephen F. and Pearl plan at Auburn. Yeah, let Stephen get that job. Yep. J.D. Drew is sick to his stomach, Tony. He is losing his mind right now. There you go. you have a thought on Brian Celtics last night, Russ? Because I'm going to let every caller take a shot at Brian. Um, I guess it's better to lose in a game seven than to get swept by the Nuggets like whoever was going to play him is. That's encouraging. Thank you, Rusty. That's say, Brian. He was there for you, Your buddy Rusty. No, they weren't going to beat the. They weren't going to beat the Nuggets. Sure, they were, Bry. They, they might. They might have won one game. Bry, with a healthy Tatum, you'd have gone right through the Nuggets. Come on, Bry. Where's your spirit? Let's go back to the phone. See, as a as you have your call today, you'll get a shot there at the end to take a shot at Brian, or you can just jump right to the front of the line and take your shot at Brian. I cannot believe, Brian, that Tatum went out there and shot the Sixers out of that game seven up there like an absolute champion and went out there and stepped on his own ankle last night in the first minute. Well, don't forget the game six against Philadelphia. Where in the first they were minute. Fortunate. And then, you know, he, he the Celtics turned into the Sixers last night is what happened. In the first minute. Yeah, you could feel... And I think Jalen Brown tried to do too much. He knew he had to pick his game up. And I think he just he, – he tried to do too – so did his teammates. So did everybody. Everyone that played is culpable. And if they had a real coach, they would have closed that out on White's tip-in in game six. Matt hates the scheduling talk, but I've just gotten an inside tip from what's being discussed regarding – Football and hoop scheduling, and I'm going to share it with you at the top of the hour. Top of next hour, I'm going to share it with you. Let's say that they're going to make it more convoluted than you thought off the 1-7 model. And Matt, you and Brian, the people on Twitter Spaces, are going to get a sneak peek at this. Um, because I have to go over this with you guys just so we all understand it. But I'm being tipped off in real time here. Let's go back to the phones. And get our next call in. Hello and welcome. Tona, Bobby, how are you today, brother? Hey, buddy. Hey, um, so down here in enemy territory this week, I'm, I'm amongst all these Clemson Tiger fans down here in South Carolina. They're really mad about their draw. Doesn't that feel sort of good? Well, I mean, yes, but it's geographical. It's not even a draw, these guys are telling me. It's just because the sport has no money. Yeah, it's, it is stupid. 
I mean, we live in 2023. I mean, is this Division um, One baseball or not? I don't know. You get to your tournament, Matt, and it's about spending money. It's about saving money. Is that what you? That can't be right. Is in the black yet? Well, Tony and, and politicking. Yeah, but I mean, it could be equal parts equal here. Tennessee got screwed, and so did Clemson. No question. Both teams got screwed. If and then, but the good news is, I mean, you have a rather easy super regional draw if you're one of those two teams and you think you're going to get through. But also, you know, your boy um, Jerry Palm always says the NCAA does not do things to promote matchups, right? So the kid that is the power hitter from Charlotte, yep. right? He He's from Knoxville, correct? Yes. Who's going to be starting for Tennessee game one against Charlotte? The great Lindsay against him. Isn't that amazing? Yeah, but they don't do things for me. Oh, no, never. No. Not at all. Just a coincidence. So a kid from Knoxville, a power hitter from Knoxville, playing against Tennessee, against a kid who played at Charlotte two years ago. They don't do things for me. I'm so over that talk, it makes me insane. You know, ER made a really good point yesterday who's excellent. In that mm-hmm. the good thing about Lindsay is in that small ballpark, Matt, with that power hitter, his his sink stuff sh- should keep the ball on the ground unless he's having trouble locating. But if he has his usual stuff, Matt, it's going to be hard for that kid to get the ball in the air against him. All kidding aside here. Yeah, yeah, Lindsay's a really good. I'm sorry. Good for that park. Um, yeah. Where whereas Charlotte start. Or if it's that Friday night guy, he gives up a ton of home runs and it, and it's a right-handed power pitcher, which plays the Tennessee's advantage, I think. That's why I asked him that. He said all the guys are, are basically hard throwers. Go ahead, Bri. Now, would you be worried if Chase Burns had to face that kid? No question. In, I, in, in Friday night, yes. Friday mm-hmm. night late, yes. I'll answer that for you, yes. But, he better I'm, strike him assuming- out. Assuming Tennessee takes care of business. Don't sleep on Lipscomb, by the way. Everybody be sleeping. Oh, no. Sleeping on, they're a nice little baseball team. Brewer plays for them. totally upset Clemson. Boy, that would be incredible. Well, I mean, Clemson's on the, a super long winning streak, right? It's like 16 or 17 games right now. Yep. Is that right? Yes. I mean, teams like that will overlook a team like Lipscomb. If you overlook Lipscomb, they will beat you. I mean, I know they're pretty good. They, I get, watched they got play. a good ace. Teams like they that, too, that get on win streak, and man. Co- conveniently, Lipscomb didn't get sent to Vandy, which is interesting. Well, is Vandy's region Matt. hard, Matt? Is it hard or easy, Vandy's region, Matt? Uh, uh, I mean, their first game, Eastern Illinois is one of the worst teams in the tournament, but o- Oregon and Xavier each won their conference tournaments, but Oregon's coming across the country. But But that's a regional thing, Matt. Oregon's a lot closer to Nashville than Lipscomb is, right? It's a great line. Um, guys, uh, on, on the way out, as a, as a, as a former Celtics fan, uh, I gotta say, Brian, uh, that's about what you should have expected from that coach. Uh, I, I, I decided I didn't want to be a Celtics fan about 10 years ago anymore. And, you know, you could see the writing on the wall when McHale took over and everything was going the way it was going and you end up with, some dude named Missoula or whatever his name is, and he's garbage. And Grant Grant Williams needs to well, shut his mouth. He caused that. Grant, it's Grant Williams' fault. See ya. 
No, it's not Grant Williams' fault. He's the only one to play with you know, in that series. Terrible I, take. I did see it coming with that coach. You know, I did see it coming. No, it's not it. true, Brian. I was concerned about. I was concerned about him being a thirty-four year old years old against coaches who've been seasoned for decades, going up against coaches who've been doing it for literally fifteen plus years. Well, the Sixers and needed. A, it came to fruition. The Sixers need a doctor, and they hired a nurse yesterday. Was our head coach. They got rid of a doc, and then they got a, They replaced a, a doc with a nurse. Yeah, I don't think that's really good. I mean, Interesting. If you're trying to stay alive. <laughs> Let's go back to our phones. 865-200-5402. Coming up, a little twist in the coaching. Uh, there's a model being floated around that's being floated around between the 3-6 and the 1-7. That's a compromise that I'm going to share with you. Coming up. At the top of hour two. In the meantime, back to the phones we go. Hello and welcome in. Donnie Tindall says hello, Tony. All right, I love Donnie Tindall. Good man. Thank you for sharing that with me. Southern Miss, they had some really good uh, football teams back in the day. I, I was looking, they beat Alabama two or three times. Yes, they did. And they had some good teams. Really good teams. That that They, they were... Um, Back in the day, Southern Miss did a thing where they were getting loophole kids that couldn't get into um, uh, couldn't get into Mississippi and Old Mississippi State and Ole Miss, and the SEC closed that real quick. Like when they were developing some great teams in the uh, mid to late eighties and into the early nineties, Southern Miss had some jam out teams. Oh yeah, yeah, the Golden Eagles. The Golden Eagles, yep. Yeah. And if they get a super regional over us, how about the NCAA not showing you on paper what the teams are, Freddie Jack? How fixed is that? Well, illegitimate is what that is. It's not even fixed. They should have to list, like in college basketball, they go this is one through one sixty. This is one through sixty four. These are the teams. But Matt's right because they acquiesce to the highest bid. They'll never show you that because that is what it's about, right, Matt? Greg Sankey, this isn't about money. Does anybody think... Yeah, you you lose all your bribe power when you release the list. Does anybody think with a straight face that when Greg Sankey says that that scheduling thing they're deciding on this week isn't about money? Are you kidding me? The media that covers this is just going to let him say that unchallenged? I mean, you're kidding, right? Everything they do is about money. Everything. But, But not the schedule. Not the schedule. Yeah, Tony, um, was that, uh, you think that was a cattleman calling up your driveway trying to get down the show? Brian, would he come as a serpent, you think? He was trying to bite you. That uh, literally might be the best thing I've ever heard on here. (laughs) Freddie Jack going all in on the poor cattleman who's not there to defend himself. The cattleman. I remember the old days. Tell you remember that time he was this was this stage he broke in and took over your show. Somehow he got into the your system. Yes, he sure did. Back that in the was, day, he broke in one time. Yep, that was real. That was real. He broke in. We yeah. have since covered our flank, though, and he can no longer do that. Yeah, <laughs> that was funny. Yeah, good old days. Hey, uh, 
I haven't heard Titans Gill or Titans. I can start calling him Titan Small. Call in about the Lady Vols and giving me props. You know, Brian, I'd have to think that's why they're kind of in uh, incommunicado with us because of Titans Bill's imitation of her, which is really unfortunate that he spoiled that for us. Well, thankfully he can't impersonate her like that this year. Well, I mean, if they get eliminated, he still could, you know. I think the only thing he he'll be choking on now was when he drinks his prune juice. Not a big Titans Bill fan, there, uh, Freddie Jack. Another good line. Well, is Titans Bill like an old man? Um, let me ask uh, Freddie Jack. Freddie Jack, what did you think of Brian Celtics last night? Uh. Tony, you know, I'll be honest with you. My, you know, the first team I ever grew up, I liked, was the Baltimore Bullets. Oh, I love the Baltimore Bullets. I actually met Elvin Hayes at the camp I went to. One yes, time. the great Wes Unseld. I got Wes Unseld's autograph. I went and watched them in the Atlanta Hawks in Chattanooga when I was a kid as an exhibition game. Who's that little guard they had? Did they have a little guard named Brown? Who? The Bullets. Uh, the Bullets, yeah. Earl the Pearl Monroe. Earl Monroe played for the Bullets, yep. And anyway, yeah, that was my favorite team growing up. Then I kind of went over to the Celtics. But I'll be honest with you, probably since the 90s, I really haven't paid attention to the NBA. So it, would freak, you, it would freak you out how good those guys are, man. Oh, I know they're good. You know, it's, it's crazy how good they are. It, it's oh, nuts. And this Wemba Yamba guy that's getting ready to come into whatever his name is, has gone to um, Zorio's. Somehow they won. They keep, every time there's a big man up there, Bri, but it's not fixed. But every time there's a big man, they feed him a Popovich, Bri. But it's not fixed. How much longer is he going to coach? He's so insufferable. He looks like Methuselah as it is. So, EA looks like he was there when the Ten Commandments were handed down. I mean, I, I think he's... I think he looks like the year 200 A.D. Yeah, he looks biblical. I mean, <laughs> maybe he's going to coach forever. I don't know. It's I mean, Old back, Testament. Back then, didn't they live? Didn't they live like 900 years back in there's, the early? There's Bible O.G. Time? and then there's O.T. That dude looks Old Testament. Enoch. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Tony. Have a good day. Hey, you're my man. Thank you. I'm really disappointed in Freddie. I thought he would. Freddie Jack would come with a cheap shot for Brian. Really disappointing effort out of him. Thank you, oh, well. Freddie. By the way, Vitello has some things that I might want to add here that kind of sound interesting. Okay, you do that. Said. I'll do this. You do that. We come back. I got some inside stuff on the scheduling. I got to download these guys. So if you're over on Twitter Spaces and you want to hear it, hear about it before the rest of them can buy it. As we continue with more, you follow me at Tony Basilio on Twitter. Click on that Twitter space thing and see what I'm talking about. It's its its own little world. Matt was in here lurking on Twitter spaces the other day. Matt, what would you think of consuming the show that way? Was it weird? Well, not not really because I do it twice a week, but it's it, its a show uh, in and of itself, the behind-the-scenes and in-between-break stuff. its It could be its own show. It, it really should be behind a paywall. We come around back on the other side right after the... I'll tell you what, let me do this before I do that.
This is Terry Wilcox, a.k.a. The Chicken Man, a.k.a. T-Willie, and you're listening to 101.7 FM WKOM, Columbia, Tennessee. At Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Fiat, you can always count on us for a great selection of late model, low mileage, one owner vehicles. All have been thoroughly inspected and are ready to go. You can even save time and buy online with our online shopping tool. Looking to sell your vehicle? Great news! We're paying top dollar for your trade. All makes, all models, and in any condition. Trade in and trade up today. At Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Fiat, you can count on us. Hi, Terry Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. When you think of diamonds, what do you think of? Rare, precious, timeless, sparkles like the sun. They are timeless and nothing like them on earth. Then do you think, where do I buy local to buy the perfect ring? Maybe a diamond pendant or earrings or maybe a new diamond band. Look no further. Tillis Jewelry carries all your diamond and jewelry needs. Stop by and see our wonderful collection. And remember, if you don't know your diamonds, know your jeweler. Tillis Jewelry, downtown Columbia. This is Dr. Dominic Mancini from the Dr. Gill Center. If your car was damaged in an auto accident, chances are you'd fix the car. Why wouldn't you give that same attention to yourself? Untreated whiplash injuries of the spinal column may lead to conditions such as headaches, numbness in the arms, neck and back pain. The doctors at the Dr. Gill Center specialize in detecting and treating such injuries from an auto accident. Accident consultations are free. Call mepainfree.com or call 615-551-9224. In today's uncertain world, you can never be too careful about your family's financial future. That's why the Parker Group, a part of Barrett's Private Wealth Management, is offering a free second opinion on your financial plans. Let us review your current plan, and we will identify any gaps and offer suggestions to improve it. Please call the Parker Group at 931-548-3737. That's 931-548-3737. Robert W. Barrett and Company Incorporated does not offer tax or legal advice. Hi, Jimmy here for Columbia Ace Hardware. Columbia Ace Hardware now carries Magnolia Home by Joanna Gaines Paint. Now their premium quality and huge selection of colors will be right in your neighborhood. Along with the award-winning service and advice, Columbia Ace has always provided for your paint projects. Around the block, what you need in stock, with people who know their paint. Columbia Ace, the helpful place. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at 10pin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. Do you have trees that need trimming or removed? Do you have stumps that you want ground? A1 Tree Removal is a family-owned and operated business local to Columbia and Lewisburg and servicing surrounding Middle Tennessee. They are licensed and insured and provide free estimates. No job is too big. No tree is too small. Give old Luke a call or text Luke at 931-359-3113. Or you can check them out on Facebook and tell A1 Tree Removal that you heard this ad on the radio. If you love America, you will love A1 Tree Removal. Each week on History's Hook, we'll be bringing you interesting and informative stories from the past in an effort to connect the history in our own backyard to the big events that compose national and world history. I'm your host, Tom Price. This is not your high school history class. We're going to make history fun and compelling. We're going to get you hooked. 
History's Hook with your host, Tom Price, Saturdays at 9 a.m. and 6 p.m., right here on WKOM 101.7 FM Front Porch Radio. Join us for a journey through time. I've got someone very, very special on the phone with me. He's going to tell us what's happening at Foodland. Miles Johnson, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. How are you? Doing fantastic. What kind of specials you got for us this week? We have the normal uh, week-long sale, and that includes ground beef for $3.29 a pound, whole ribeye for $5.99 a pound, whole seedless watermelon, $5.99 each, fresh corn on the cob, two ears for a dollar, and Niagara 24-pack water, three for ten. All right, and these sales run through next Tuesday, correct? Yes, sir. And again, you're open seven days a week, 7 a.m. to 9 p.m., located right there on West 7th Street, right near the post office. So, Miles, uh, great deals. Uh, People need to come in and check them out. And uh, we'll uh, give you a call next Thursday and see how you're doing then. So, Miles, you have a great day. And uh, again, thanks for the uh, great staff. They really help everybody out when they come in. So, we'll talk to you later. All righty. Thank you. Thank you. This is Jim Ross, and you are listening to Front Porch Radio, WKOM 101.7, located in Columbia, Tennessee. TB back with you. Of course, the Smokies last night had their event, and it was incredible up there at the ballpark. The number here is 865-200-5402. Coming up, the power hitter by way of uh, Hardin Valley Academy will join later on in the hour. What do you guys want to do first, the Vitello stuff or the schedule stuff? Brian, you produce. What do you want to do here? Let's uh, let's do Tony V here. All right, hit it. Break things up a little bit. Hit it. So he thinks that they've got some confidence about going on the road now after winning at South Carolina, and they're also going to be playing in the same state. They won their only road series of the season in. That's so ironic. That's, that's that. He said that they don't know who they're going to start Friday night pitching-wise against Charlotte. At least they're not saying. And also says if they had made a deep run in Hoover that there would have been guys that would have had to miss games because of illnesses. And that's, I think he named Cal Stark. He said he named Cal Stark specifically. Says that pitching depth is definitely a, pitching depth is definitely a strength for us going into the tournament for sure. So those are a few of the, the nuggets that Tony put out there. The snooze, the snooze, and the snuggets. Matt, will I be able to get Tony to tell me that Lindsey starts tomorrow on this show, yes or no, predict it? Because he wilts. He wilts in my presence. He knows he's going to wilt. I'll say no, that he won't come out and say that, but I'd be stunned if he's not their starter. If, If he's not their starter, something's wrong, yes? Yeah, he yeah he's sick or or something. Yeah, I mean there's just no way. Like, if he doesn't start, that's a major fail by them. If he's healthy and they choose not to pitch him Friday night, that would make very little sense against that lineup in that ballpark with his pitching style. Yes or no? Yeah. Yes. All right. Yes. Probably just and trying to keep him. Probably just trying to keep him guessing. Maybe. Brian, we're losing listeners over here on Twitter Spaces. Can can conduce to you. Conduce to you. By not doing the, your 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 decision to go with that and not the schedule issue, we just lost listeners. So well, except do, 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 when you, I went with the schedule a lot sooner than what they want to listen to. Do about, you, you know, feel right? like the Celtics last night when the Heat got on that run toward the end of the first half? Is that when you knew it was over? 
I knew it was over the first minute of the fourth quarter. Well, I knew it was over. I knew they weren't going to win much earlier, yeah. but I knew it was over when, in the first minute of the fourth quarter, when Tatum missed that wide-open bunny, and then Martin, of course, drilled a three, and Brown got called for a charge after making a basket, and I knew it was over then. I said goodbye. Good night. Do you want a Max Brown? You want him back? All right, let me get to the schedule. So this is from a well, source. Well, more listeners than Tony. Yeah, that's a good point. This is from a source. Yeah, think about it. And I, and I really, I have a problem with focus. Focus, Tony. Focus. Uh, there's a new compromise being floated for the eight-game, one-seven format for football for 24 and 25. And here it is. This is what's making its rounds as we speak. Every team will have one permanent opponent, which for Tennessee right now is Tennessee and Vanderbilt. Alabama would play Auburn, Georgia, Florida, etc. They're discussing right now, this is a big butt now. This is, as Mark Griffin likes to say, this is the big butt. They are discussing setting the 2024 and 2025 schedules as the same seven rotators for both years. In other words, if you like your schedule, Barack Obama, you can keep your schedule. Are we all on the same page so far? So the schedule you see in 2024 and 2025 for Tennessee is your football schedule. The teams you play at home in 2024, you play on the road in 2025 and vice versa. The technical plan would be to have the other seven teams you don't play in those two years rotate on your schedule in 2026 and 2027. The hope is by 2026, the league will add a ninth game anyway in the SEC. What this does for two years is it allows the league to kick the can down the road, preserve, Josh, are you listening? My long-haul trucker, buddy. This would allow Tennessee to preserve the Tennessee-Alabama matchup, Georgia, Auburn, etc., etc., for two more years without adding a ninth game. The league wants ESPN to compensate them for a ninth game, and this is a way of playing chicken with ESPN till they get compensated and preserving Tennessee and Alabama, LSU and Alabama, for another season, for another couple of years. Two more years. For two more years. That's right. So it's still the, the 1-7 model. Still the 1-7. But you can preserve your most deepest root arrival. In other words... Here's where the here's where this thing's going to get. If they go this way, which I think that makes sense, that's some excellent intel right there, and that makes sense. And here's why: because if you get past those two years and ESPN doesn't compensate you, now you have a decision. People thought I was being full of hyperbole last week, but I was right. Are you going to forever alter the way games are scheduled in your league? Are you going to for and that's what you're doing? 
the minute you pull Alabama off Tennessee schedule, Matt, you are forever altering this league. Oh, I don't know why you're talking about this. Well, it's a pretty big issue. Pretty big issue. The minute you do that, let me get to the basketball component here. The, the basketball component is a lot easier to understand. Here's what they're discussing right now with basketball. Uh, let me let me put this in, before we go to basketball, let me, let me put this in football terms you understand, okay? I'm looking at Tennessee's schedule right now. In 2024, Tennessee away in the league scheduled to play Vanderbilt, home with Alabama, away with A&M, home with Kentucky, away with South Carolina, home with LSU, away Oklahoma, home Missouri. That's just, um, that's just uh, what's tentatively being, that doesn't mean anything. But in 2025, you turn around, you play Vandy at home, Alabama away, home with A&M, away Kentucky, home South Carolina, away LSU, home Oklahoma, away Missouri. You see what having Oklahoma and Texas League does in a 1-7, Brian? Your home dates in 2024 are the likes of Alabama, Kentucky, LSU and Missouri. Pretty good home schedule, Bry. Yeah, you play Alabama, Kentucky, Missouri at home every other year anyway. Pretty good home schedule, Bry. And Florida, except, you know, LSU replaces Florida. And in 2025, Bry, when you get A&M here and you get Oklahoma here, I mean, along with South Carolina, you could sell some tickets to that. Basically, what they want to do is they want to play the string out for two years and force ESPN to belly up. Matt, why would ESPN belly up when they've already paid them billions of dollars? That's what I don't understand. Well, it's just renegotiating the, the media rights. It, you know, I mean, the SEC why would wants, you? Wants, wants more for, for an extra league game, and they'll probably wind up getting it. If I was ESPN, I'd tell them to go pound sand. If you think for one second we're paying you, you are supposed to be a very great commissioner. You should have negotiated this. Hey, anybody say that? You're supposed to be this omniscient present in college sports. Why didn't you think about this? That's your job to think about this. Not my job to think about it. It's not Brian Hartman's job. It's not Matt Dixon's job. It's not the people at The Athletic or Mikey Boy Huguenin or Brent Hobbs. It's your job, Mr. Commissioner. That's why you're paid the big money. And football's your sport. And you're the commissioner, the people. Basketball. Let's go to that, and then we'll go to the phones. When it comes to hoops, basically they're going to stay with an 18-game schedule. How many teams in the league now, Brian? I lose track. They have an 18-game schedule. Now there's 14 teams, 13 other ones. So sixteen so sixteen teams in the league is what we're gonna have. Yeah. Okay, so you're gonna have an eighteen game schedule. You'll have a twenty game schedule, won't you? If in under the new format? No. It's eighteen it's eighteen now. Okay. Hear me out. Oh, on, hoop, on hoops, what they're gonna do is they're staying with eighteen games instead of moving to twenty. So a sixteen uh, team league, eighteen games. 
there will be almost no change for Tennessee under this plan. Okay, I got it. Tennessee will play UK, Vandy, South Carolina twice at home. Twice on the well, they'll play them home and home, and then the twelve other teams rotate between home and away every other year, or every year. Very straightforward. Does that make sense, Brian? Yes. Does that math add up? So uh, the difference is you're only going to play twice home and away, Kentucky, South Carolina, Vandy. There won't be two other opponents to rotate on your schedule. Home and you away. also play home and away. That's correct. Okay, got it. And I think that is an easy way to do this rather than chew up more inventory. And that allows the Rick Bonds of the world, as he's wont to be called in certain circles, in certain vernacular, that allows him to, um, what's it allow him to do? Keep playing those non-league games. Freeze you up. Gives you another 12 to 14 dates to play with. Go to the phones. Do you guys have any problem? Go ahead, Brian. Here's a funny quote from, from Tony V. He asked if the media is, if they have to pay to get into football games, and the answer is no. And then he said, well, good. Well, we need to build a new stadium, so maybe we need to change that. Well, Tony V needs to take some of his money <laughs> and, and pay Matt Dixon's way over there. And that will be said to him on the air. <laughs> He's a damn clown. That's what he is. If he thinks he's coming in here for a softball interview tomorrow, Matt, you know what the first thing I'm going to say to him tomorrow is? No softballs here. I'm going to say to him, <laughs> Tony, I want to apologize to you. We sat on here for three months ripping your baseball team, and it's the 13th appearance in school history, and you've had five of them. So I want to humbly apologize to you. And I am going to say that to him on the air tomorrow. Is that sucking up? I don't know. Is it? Matt, will I be accused of pandering if I do that? 100%. And then I'm going to proceed to tell him, I want to know who that starter is Friday night. You're not getting off the air until I find out. So let's go to the phones. And get our next call in on a Tuesday edition. Hello. You're live on the air. Hi. Ella, 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 hello, welcome in. What's up, Tom? Yo. Sweet, man, what's going on? Hey, Lake Quaypasa. When did the NBA, when did coaching start mattering in the NBA? I guess when Brian's guy became the coach, I don't know. I mean, everybody's, I don't follow it, so everybody says he's no good, but I just saw him miss a bazillion three-pointers in all the games they lost. I figured that probably had more to do with it. Charles Barkley had an incredible line at halftime last night. He said, the Boston Celtics are pissing me off. Live on the air. Can I say that, Ernie? Ernie said, Charles. How much money did he have on him? He said, Charles, you've always, he said, if you guys, it's a great line. If you guys are going to sit around, because I've thought this about Tennessee basketball times, if you guys are just going to sit around and shoot three-pointers and not do anything from the mid-range and not attack the rim, you guys are idiotic. This is a game seven. The other team's attacking the rim on you, 
and getting three-point shots in rhythm, and you guys are just shooting three ball, three balls. Good for him. He was telling the truth. Uh, well, that's all they did. I mean, like I said, I don't follow that league, but right. I do know that it was like the first three games they lost to Miami, they shot like 30% from open three-pointers, and the yep. league worst all year was like 37% from the Rockets. So they were below that. I mean, that's why they lost, but I don't know. I, that, I did see where the, the Celtics were going to be favored over the Nuggets. They're, they're going to be small favorites, so uh, anyway. Yeah, Brian, they were going to be. They were like what nine point favorite last night. Lay up. Yeah, they were. Yeah, they were, they were favored in every home game. Lay up. Lay up. They were minus eight hundred for this series before it started. Lay up. But anyway. Getting yeah, off coast. I mean, they completely got. See, coaching matters got now. Completely schooled by Spolstra. See, Lake coaching matters. Pull down. Coaching Matt, we've lived long enough that coaching now matters in the NBA, Lee. <laughs> I mean, I just figured if Spolstra was this, like, great basketball coach, some college would have offered him, a, you know, $20 million, some blue blood, to get him to come coach him by now. But. Well, they, they do have an incredible culture there where they've got five undrafted players in the mix and in the hunt for him. Now, that is unheard of, and that's crazy. Uh, uh. Anyway, I, that's, a, that's my NBA knowledge. But um, uh, uh, I texted you yesterday when I saw we were playing Clemson. I, I actually I watched, I don't want to make a broad judgment on just watching seven innings of Clemson, but I did watch them play their championship game versus Miami on Sunday. Right. And um, I, I was I was really impressed. Like, uh, there wasn't one, one bad decision or one moment where I was like, what are they doing? Like, as opposed to, like, I generally have one or two of those when I'm watching Tennessee, unfortunately. But you could tell they, they, they play as a team. Like, they, they have some real chemistry. I mean, they, they, they believe in each other. Um, I was super impressed with them watching them play baseball. And then after they won the game, they stayed on the air for a while, and they were talking about them. And they said they've got 22 come-from-behind victories this year. Matt, that any good? Matt, that any good, 22 come-from-behind wins? That means if Tennessee gets plays them and gets ahead... Don't you dare turn the channel. That's what that means to me, Matt. Yeah, and, t- and you know, that's something Tennessee doesn't do. Tennessee doesn't come from behind, so Tennessee needs to play with the lead if if they were to meet Clemson on Saturday. How many come from behind wins do we have, Matt? you have any idea off the top of your head? Uh, uh, they're one in, I think they're like one in 15 when they trail after seven, the one win being the Friday night Vandy game that turned their season around. Wow. Uh, but other than that, they were down to A&M on the Saturday game in the sixth and came back and won. But Great win. Pretty, but other than that, you know, the game's kind of decided by the sixth or seventh inning. I think they're 33 or 34-0 when leading after six. It's a front-running bunch, Lee, I think is the moral of the story. Yeah, because I know I heard, you know, you guys were talking yesterday about that they haven't really advanced in a while and, and the pressure and all that. And, and that might be the case. They might feel feel pressure playing on their home field and all that. But it, they didn't strike me as a group that's gonna that, that's gonna wilt. I mean, I think they're gonna they're gonna believe until they're they're put out of this thing. I, I think they're a really tough team. Um, I listened to I listened to a bookmaker who specializes in college baseball. Nice. What's his name, Lay? Um, his name is Eric. It was Brad Bohannon. This is Eric. Eric, I can't remember what his name. Bohannon? Does Eric. he call himself Bo- Coach Bohannon? <laughs> no, it was not. Bro- it was not. It was not Bohannon. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, Coach Bo, great line, man. 
<laughs> Eric Bell. It took, it took me a second to get it, but yeah. The, anyway, he was talking about how for the last five years, he specifically makes the lines for college baseball himself because he he's, he doesn't use power ratings or anything like that. He, he goes into, like, Twitter feeds and beat writers to, to figure out who pitched the night before so he can try to get the best lines for all the games. So he, he's pretty knowledgeable in it. Anyway, when he was talking about this, he – he was under the impression he, he believes there's four teams that can win it. He he said Clemson, Wake Forest, Arkansas, and Florida. He said he'd be shocked if any of the if the champion wasn't one of those four teams. Um, so for whatever that's worth, and he was just a guy that's super impressive, like knows his college baseball. Like, um, shoot me a link to him. I'd like to try and get him on the air. Shoot me a link to him. Yeah, I'll go back and listen. I'll find, so I need to go back. I've got it saved, so uh, I'll send it to you. But, yep. but I just thought that was interesting. So, I mean, it's not, I think we got our hands full with Clemson. Um, I mean, obviously, we're really talented. I mean, when we play good enough baseball, we can beat anybody. So, um, But I thought it was a pretty pretty tough draw having to go down there and play Clemson. I would have much rather be playing Indiana State or, or something like that. Hey, hey Lee, if I trusted us defensively, if I thought we were defensively sound, I'd pick us to get out of this weekend, yeah. but I'm not. Yeah, that's kind of where my hang-up you, you, you cannot, You cannot field the baseball the way we field it and win in the postseason. No. Well, hey, I'm going to jump off here real quick. Everybody listen. Go help out your animal shelters. I'm doing a bunch of work today, so go adopt a dog. Adopt two dogs. Adopt three dogs. Go help those people out. Love you, brother. I met a fella yesterday in the park. I was picking music. After I got off, you know, holiday day. Nothing going on. No business. So I went and sat in the park for about three hours yesterday and just, you know, got by myself and had a really, really centering time. Anyway, gentleman stopped me. He says, can I ask you something? I said, yeah, you can ask me anything you want to ask me. He said, are you Tony? He said, man, I, I just, you know, I love your show. Blah, blah. And he said, I really don't want to bother you. And I said, no, come over here, man. Let's talk. You're not bothering me. And so um, he had a little puppy with him, Bry, that he had just rescued. Speaking of what Lee's talking about. What says, kind of puppy? I, I, I'm not good at that. But he said this little thing had chewed up. <laughs> he said the next time I adopt a dog, I'm going to adopt a dog at several years old. He said, and I will adopt a dog again. So I, I was telling him how much we love our dog and what dogs mean and the joy that animals give you and that whole deal. At least give me. And um, he <laughs> he said this little female girl, female dog, he said this little girl is banned from my parents' house. He said it went over there and literally chewed up all their electrics, all their wires outside just destroyed destroyed the outside of their house and those little guys and girls especially the pups if you leave them alone I mean they'll chew your end table up they'll love on you like no other Bri but they will chew you up chew you up and spit out the pieces so yeah um, nothing that you lay around nothing. will go unnoticed nothing, nothing. not a thing nothing as Cam's getting ready to call. Let's go back to the phones and get our next call in. Hello and welcome to our next call. You're live on the air. Hi. Hey, Tony. It's uh, Zach from Elizabeth. Hey, Zach. Welcome in, brother. What is up? Um, 
I never thought I'd be calling to talk about NBA basketball, but uh, I, I, uh, I, Brian, I got I became a, a real Celtics fan over the last two weeks. You know, obviously a because of Grant and um, B because of the comeback, and I was, but I I just wanted it to happen anyway. But the way it did, I just wanted a good game. And that's what Charles and um, Shaq were saying. Unfortunately, we didn't get that. Nope. As far as coach, as far as coaching goes, um, everybody says Spolster is a genius, but you know, and and they're crapping on Missoula, or, or I think I'm pronouncing his name. That's right. But but wasn't Spolster was like 33 when he came? You know, got his head coach, and he had that super team to get him through his first. To, you know, two or three years. So I, I don't know why all the heat on Missoula because I hear people saying they want him fired. And Brian, you want him fired? You want that young guy fired, Brian? It's kind. Of, he's not going to be. No, I'm asking you. Do you want him fired? It will happen. The I mean, only the only knock I yeah, have on Spolster. Yeah, I do. I mean, yeah. I think Spolster's I mean, incredible. Just... I think Alonzo Mourning's incredible. I think their scouting department's incredible. I think the way they find guys is incredible. I think the story of Duncan Robinson, who was just languishing on their bench for Tyler Hero, got yeah. hurt and would not have been in their rotation, who comes in out of nowhere and just, Brian, rips the heart out of your Celtics. Uh, yeah, I mean, they have, yeah. what, seven undrafted guys on their roster that just yeah. know their role, and they – they did exactly what you have to do. I mean, they shot up balls in rhythm. They they um, they play great defense, and yeah, here they are. I mean, they they should have been eliminated in the playing round. They nearly yeah. were. They were three minutes away from being eliminated, and, and none of this happens. And, the, and the the playoffs would have looked. Eastern Conference playoffs would have would have looked totally different. Maybe yeah, if the Philadelphia if the Philadelphia 76ers didn't lay down. In Game Six, right. they would have looked differently because they would not have lost to that heat bunch. They would not have kowtowed to that heat bunch the way Brian's guys did. I don't think so. I'm just glad I don't have to look at Tyler Hero because I hate you know. I, I never How bad does he dress? What look is Tyler Hero oh, going for, Brian? <laughs> he's so annoying. I mean, oh, he's the worst. Him and Duncan I mean, Robinson just have punchable faces, both of them. Brian, don't do yeah. that. But Tyler Hero looks like the way he dresses. He needs a good kick in his jimmies. Yeah, yeah. Or that Jimmy, Matt. It's a Jimmy, isn't it, Matt? It's not Jimmy's. It's a Jimmy, right? Speaking Matt? of Jimmy's, speaking of Jimmy, why wasn't he the series MVP instead of? Well, why why was he the series MVP over Caleb Martin? I think it was preordained. Oh, I mean, preordained playoff Jimmy. I mean playoff Jimmy. Everyone said it should have been well, that Caleb Martin guy. Listen, I, I, I agree. I got to get to I, our guest of honor. I thank you, brother. Hey, Zach, good hearing from you. Hey, hey, see you guys. Love you, brother. Thank you. Our guest of honor. I want you to meet and greet, ladies and gentlemen, right out of Knoxville. The home run king of college baseball, which I'm sure for Cam Fisher, when he came from... Hardin Valley Academy, went to Ole Miss, went to Walter State, ends up at Charlotte. I'm sure that's kind of what he had in mind. Right, Cam? That was sort of the plan as I welcome you in, man. Congratulations on the incredible 
season you've had. Incredible. Thank you, guys, man. Thank you all for having me on. Um, you know, I was able to take some time and kind of reflect on this journey that you talked about, man, and where I'm at right now. Like, there's so many people I need to thank, and I'm so fortunate, so blessed to be in this position, man. It's just, it honestly, like, it's overwhelming at times to think about how far I've come, and, man, I'm just so thankful. Well, you play a sport that's really ignorant, right? And it really, yeah. really, 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 really tests you, and it really tries you. And and it makes you want to quit. I mean, it's an ignorant, <laughs> ignorant, ignorant, you lose confidence in yourself. Did you ever go through that? Oh, yeah, man. Like, just this game will beat you down if you let it, man. And, it, you know, I did get to a point where, man, I was I was struggling. But, you know, the best thing I learned is if, you, if you're able to take the highs as well as you take the lows, man, you can go a long way with this game. And, uh, you know, I think that's the biggest lesson I've learned over my journey is, you know, if you can handle the highs and you can handle the lows just as well, like, nothing can stop you. And, um, you know, as far as I'm, as far as I'm concerned, like we've got a lot of baseball in front of us and, you know, the way that we're playing right now in Charlotte is just, you know, we're, we're hot, man. And if we continue this path, then there's no telling how far we can go. There's no doubt in baseball that the way you play, especially your particular performance, you are smoking hot. Um, I got to ask you this. When did you realize, because obviously you came into the weekend with 24 home runs. What do you have, 30 now? Is that the number? Yeah. So you're sitting there at 30. So you had six over the weekend. When did you realize, I'm about to go off this weekend? By the way, we talked with Hardin Valley's own. He's by way of Hardin Valley, but he plays for Charlotte. You're going to see him Friday night against the Vols. On our TLD Logistics Hotline, Cam Fisher, nice enough to join us. And as I said, we're thrilled for you. But when did you realize last weekend, hey, I'm, 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 as we say in these parts, I'm fixing to go off here. When did you realize that? Man, it was just, you know, after that, uh, after that first game of the tournament, you know, we all got together as a team. Um, we had our meeting, and, you know, our coach just kind of told us, man, like we're still at the table. You know, we're not out. We're never out of a fight. And that's kind of been our mantra all year. And so, you know, we kind of came together. You know, backs against the wall with nothing to lose. And, man, you know, the rest is history. Like, the way this team came together, the way this group of guys, you know, bound together with one another, you know, we just kind of knew from that second game on, like, that, I mean, we had nothing else to lose. And we were going to play like every game was our last game. And, you know, at the end of the day, you know, we walked away with the championship. And now, honestly, this group of guys, man, I can't say enough about the effort and the, you know, the work that we put in all year, like, it just came to fruition, man. And, you know, we have we all know that we've got a lot more baseball left in front of us. And if we keep that same mindset through this week and through this weekend, that, you know, great things are ahead of us. Great things are ahead of us. Cam, um, you guys hammered the portal. And you guys get picked on by the portal. You know, <laughs> Andrew Lindsay's probably going to pitch against you, who started over yeah. there. Uh, now, Tennessee hasn't announced that. But you guys hammered the portal as well. Here at Tennessee, they brought in several newcomers. They had eight new or nine new position players uh, this year to go with their pitching staff. And it took a while here. How long did it take you guys to really become a team this season? You know, 
we did go through some ups and downs this year, but you know we stayed steadfast as a group, and we all we all had each other's backs. You know, we did go through some you know ups and downs, like every team does, man. And you know, coach just told us like he kept us together all year. We stayed together as a group all year through all the lows, and uh, we just kind of knew going into these last couple of weeks, like this is the time. This is the time to get hot. You know, the team that gets hot at the last, you know, the last minute almost, it always feels like they go the deepest in the year. And, you know, you you look back on teams that have gone far. You know, 2016 it was Coastal. You know, last year it was Ole Miss. And, like, you just look at those, you just look at those teams, man. They get healthy at the right time. You know, bats start to figure it out at the right time. And, you know, we're following that recipe, I feel like, man. And, you know, going into the year, obviously – the portal, you know, the transfer portal has changed so much in college baseball, you know, with honestly with every sport. And uh, I mean, you know, you form a bond with guys so quickly playing these playing sports. And I mean, we, from day one, you know, we were, the, we were such a tight group. We had so much chemistry from day one. And I mean, it's showed all year. I mean, and it's definitely showed in this rebound that we've had and, you know, the heat that we've caught. So I think, um, I really think we're going to surprise a lot of people this week, and I think this whole team believes that. The transfer that we're going to see Friday night on the mound for you guys from Kentucky, uh, whose name I, I'm not even going to attempt to pronounce, but he, you talk about a guy that gave his all over the weekend to get you through that tournament. Is that sort of indicative of, of your roster? I mean, this guy went out and, I mean, he basically threw his arm fell off. He did. I mean, <laughs> I haven't seen anything like that in a long time. Um, pitching on two days rest, throwing 100 pitches game one of the tournament, and then coming back and doing what he did, man. I mean, it was it was magical. And man, the way that he the way that he fought, man, the way that he fought and gritted through those seven innings that he threw, like I mean, it was unbelievable to watch. So he threw 100 pitches and then turned around and threw seven innings. Oh yeah, like, I'm telling you, man, he's a warrior. And you know, I'm telling like. That's just the way. That's just the way our team is, man. Like we've got a bunch of guys that will little that will give everything that they have for each other, and you know Wyatt showed that, man. Wyatt is an absolute gamer. He's a warrior, and I think you know going into this weekend, like if we, I mean if our if our entire team carries that into this weekend the way that we have, like we're a dangerous group. Like, we're a very dangerous group. Cam Fisher doesn't sound happy to be here. Uh, to the living listener, he sounds like his ball club has some unfinished business. TLD Logistics Hotline, online at tldlogistics.com. Hey, Cam, tell me about this. We were talking with the gentleman who calls your games, Jack Fitzpatrick. He was saying, man, you got to ask Cam about the bomb he hit earlier in the year. He said you hit a ball that went 478 feet in your ballpark earlier this year. What was the pitch, and what do you remember about it? So I remember the count. Um, we're facing the sinker baller from middle, and he, I mean, just, good, I mean, really good stuff. Um, and I kind of just, I, he fell behind in the count a little bit, and, you know, honestly, I just sat dead red on a heater, and I, I kind of just got lucky, if I'm being honest, kind of one of those close your eyes and swing type things. But, you know, it's it's one of those, you hit it and you know type things and you know i think that i think that bottom of the eighth or bottom of the seventh kind of gave us a lead we were tinkering back and forth with them all game and um 
honestly, I, I kind of I felt like I blacked out for a second because it just it was just one of those experiences, man. That's one of those I'll never forget, honestly. They say you hit that ball 478 feet. Did it feel different when it left your bat? I really didn't feel like anything. It was one of those, um, again, like it was one of those blackout moments where you it just happens and then, you know, you don't really remember rounding the bases or anything until you get back to the dugout. Did you did you watch it, Cam? Oh did you watch it oh. when you hit it live? <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, I definitely stood there for a couple seconds before I went. Now, are you a uh, are you a celebrator when you hit balls? Do you talk to pitchers and do all that stuff, or are you kind of old uh, school? No. Uh, my dad always taught me growing up that the game always knows. Um, the game always knows when you respect it and when you don't, and the guys that don't don't make it very far. And so I, I really try not to, but on that one, I, I, I'll be honest, I did. I did a little bit. Your dad obviously uh, played at Western Carolina, which is an interesting fact. And you were talking about people who have been with you along your journey. Uh, list some of those people for me. That, that you're thankful to be in this spot, Cam, as we talk today. And you're getting ready to play in the NCAA tournament against a team that many people had number one uh, coming into yeah. the uh, college season against a very talented pitcher in Andrew Lindsay. So, you know, Obviously, my dad, you know, he stuck with me this whole this whole journey. Um, you know, my mom, too. I don't know if my mom's listening right now, but hi, Mom. I love you. I'm shouting you out. Um, you know, there's obviously more people. Charles Patrone, you know, I, I'm nowhere if I'm not. Oh, Charlie. Yep. Gracious. Oh, Charlie, man, he's taken me a long way, and he's putting a lot of faith in me. Um, you know, David Dillon, Tyler Roach, uh, Dave Shelton. You know, I'm I'm nowhere if I don't have the support system that those guys have given me, um, and the love and the support that they poured into me over these years. Um, I, there's hundreds of people that I could thank, man. And you know, I I'll never I'll never be, you know, I'll never be more thankful to have these people in my life that have taken me to these places and shown me what it means to be a, not just like a good baseball player, but what it means to be a great person and a great leader and role model. And Man, I, I have so many people that I could thank, but, you know, without my mom and dad and those people I just said, like, I, I'm nowhere. And so, you know, I hope my mom's listening. She always gets on me for not shouting her out. But, you know, without my mom and dad, man, I'm, I'm nowhere. Well, I Did you grow up a Tennessee fan, by the way? Well, it's funny. Um, so my whole mom's side of the family is a Michigan. They're Michigan alums. And so I'm, I'm partial to the blue and maize. But, you know, once I moved to Knoxville, I was, I was in about fifth grade. And there is a soft spot for, for the volunteers. But honestly, man, like, <laughs> it's hard to say. Um, I've been to so many games at Neyland. You know, I spent so much time at Lindsey Nelson. Um, so I, I, I'll be honest, man, I am a little partial. But, you know, all that goes out the window when we're, when we're in this regional. So. It's really a wonderful, yours is a wonderful story when you dig into it because you go to Ole Miss, now you get a chance on a big stage against a really, really great, great great pitcher who started at your place, who's in the SEC, 
and you're going to carry a little chip with you uh, into this game. We all are. It's reality, isn't it? It is. It always is, man. We've always, we, every one of us here has got a chip on our shoulder and feel like we've got something to prove. I tell you, um, Cam, I really, really appreciate you for joining us. You've been delightful. I, I asked our last uh, guest from Charlotte if he had a chance last night, and I, I'm just don't want to be this guy, but if he had a chance last night to see Game Seven, <laughs> did you, uh, Brian over here? Brian over here declared yesterday the day. What'd you call it, Brian? Memorial Day Massacre. He said it was going to happen to the Heat. And Cam, he was half right. It was a Memorial Day Massacre. What did you think of Brian Celtics last night, uh, well, Cam I'll, Fisher? I'll tell you what. My favorite player in the playoffs is just he's un, you can't touch him in the playoffs, man. What Jimmy, Jimmy Butler in the playoffs is one of those guys. You know, I knew they were going to get it done. I knew Everybody knew they were going to get it done, in my opinion. You know, you can't touch Jimmy Butler in a game seven. Brian, you did know? you know that? Did you know that the Heat were going to get it done? Brian, you're getting dry. I think, I think Denver's going to end up touching Hey, Brian, you. Brian, he's not asking you that. We're not asking <laughs> you what's going to happen. And by the way, I'm not going to sleep on the – I'm not sleeping on the Heat against the uh, the Nuggets. Are you, Cam? I'm not sleeping on the Heat. I'm going to tell you what, man. They match up well. I don't think a lot of people believe it, but I know they do. They match up well, man. They always have. Eric Spolstra. One of the best playoff coaches of all time. I can coach. Sam Adebayo in the middle, going to lock down Jokic. I'm telling you, man, they got a chance. Don't count them out, man. Oh, no. Look, when Gabe Vincent can shoot the ball from the outside like he can, and, and Brian, when that guy, whose brother, ironically enough, plays for Charlotte, the other guy from Nevada, when he went crazy last night on Yarbrough, I mean, no offense, but I, and I love you, Brian, I'm for you. But not last night. I loved every minute of that. No offense to you, Brian. He declared yesterday on the air a Memorial Day massacre. Cam Fisher? I'm going to tell you what. Well, he got one. That's for sure. <laughs> hey, thanks, man. Great talking to you. Yes, sir. Man, thank you guys for having me on, man. I really appreciate this. Our best to you. Thanks, buddy. Thank you. Yes, sir, y'all. Absolutely. Thank it was you awesome. Thank you. He appeared on the TLD Logistics Hotline. And Brian Hartman, ladies and gentlemen, they're online at tldlogistics.com. And Brian Hartman appears in the fetal position after this. This is Big Lou Maddox, and you're listening to the best radio in southern middle Tennessee. WKOM 101.7 FM, Columbia. Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. And I'm Michael Parks Lawrence at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Together, we're Mr. Bobby Parks' grandsons, and we run his dealership, and we are glad to be part of our local community. Being family-owned and operated, we invest heavily in our community. We do things like sports teams, schools, bands, you name it. We try to help everybody we can. The reason why we do this is because we all love this community. So come do business with us, your neighbors, at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee, right off Nashville Highway, or at ParksMotorSales.com. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. 
You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard, so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the drywall that somehow isn't. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Hi, this is Steve, the Garbage Man. Y'all have heard me talk in the past about Packer, our mascot dog. Well, I have some sad news about Packer. She recently crossed over the Rainbow Bridge to join our other beloved pets of the past. Packer lived out her final days on our farm in Water Valley. She had a great 14 years of life after being rescued by Don from being thrown away as a pup in someone's garbage. Rest in peace, Packer. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole barn. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Hello, my name is Connor Mims. My wife Bradley and I live in Columbia, Tennessee in Riverside. I am a deck and porch builder and my wife is a second grade teacher at Riverside Elementary. My specialty is designing and building elegant and comfortable porches and decks. Let me work with you to design and build the porch or deck of your dreams. Give us a call today from our website, MimsModernLandscape.com. That's MimsModernLandscape.com and check out what we have to offer. Thanks. This is Laurie Cole, Executive Director with Pay Grace Forward. We are a community solution to predatory lending. We help people in Murray County who are trapped in payday and title loan debt. We do this through financial mentoring followed by low interest grace loans. To see if Pay Grace Forward can help you or to volunteer with our organization, please visit our website at paygraceforward.org or call 931-548-6797. Have you heard the news? The Big Yellow School Bus with your host, Jack Cobb, with Murray County Public Schools has a new day and time. Hop on the Big Yellow School Bus Saturdays at 10 a.m. right here on WKOM 101.7 FM to hear all about what's happening in and around Murray County Public Schools. The Big Yellow School Bus with Jack Cobb and friends on Front Porch Radio, Saturdays at 10 a.m. on WKOM 101.7 FM. 
Tint on Wheels is changing their Columbia location. You can now visit us at 406 South James Campbell Boulevard, the same window tinting you've trusted for over 30 years on all types of windows, car, business, or residential. We now offer accessories to elevate your ride. It's only getting bigger and better. With three locations, Columbia, Lewisburg, and Lawrenceburg, we do our best for you. Summer's coming. Let's get you ready. Call 931-619-TINT today. This is Jack Cobb with Murray County Public Schools and the Big Yellow School Bus. You're listening to Front Porch Radio on 101.7 WKOM in Columbia, Tennessee. TB back with you, and Mondays are magnificent, presented by our friends at Fleet Tire. As I welcome you back, 865-200-5402. But this is a Tuesday, ladies and germs. And, and we were talking amongst ourselves, and we'll do a, a TLD Logistics Overdrive Overtime. But I think Gavin Russell's right, Matt. I'm not sure if I'm playing with that kid after hearing This is Big Lou Maddox, and you're listening to the best radio in southern Middle Tennessee. WKOM 101.7 FM, Columbia. Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram thanks St. Jude Children's Hospital for their admirable work. We are committing to their cause of providing quality care to families in need at no cost to them by donating $150 for every new vehicle sold. Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram is proud to partner with St. Jude for the fourth consecutive year. If you are currently in the market for a new vehicle, visit the team in-store or shop online at Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia.net to help families protect what matters most. You can count on us. Hello, this is Rick Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. What is a full-service jeweler? Experienced staff, custom designers, in-house jewelry repairs, and beautiful jewelry. Yes, at Tillis Jewelry, we are passionate, knowledgeable, and committed to integrity. We strive to be the best in our community and in our profession. We build long-term relationships and become part of family traditions that will cross generations. We delight clients by providing an unparalleled selection, superior service, and exceptional value. Tillis Jewelry, we exceed your expectations. Do you suffer from knee pain? Is it painful to walk or perform your day-to-day activities? If so, we have great news at the Dr. Gill Center. We can relieve your knee pain fast and easy with no downtime and no surgery. The FDA has approved a new non-surgical treatment for knee pain, and it's covered by most major insurance, including Medicare. This treatment has helped millions of people across the nation. Call today to see if you qualify for a free consultation and get back to a pain-free life. 615-551-9224. Brown's Body Shop has two locations to provide your vehicles with high-quality body and frame repairs, the best paint jobs, and custom body fabrications. Brown's Body Shop has been successful for more than 50 years because of their highly trained personnel, competitive prices, superior customer care, and timely service. Don't put off body repairs or that custom paint job at Fenders. Go to Brown's Body Shop today. 1505 Nashville Highway in Columbia, 129 Alpha Drive in Franklin. Looking for convenience? Try Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Murray County, Southern Middle Tennessee, and North Alabama. Whether stopping in on your way to work for coffee and a biscuit, taking a plate lunch to go, or grabbing something cold to drink after a long hot day at work, there's always one nearby. Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Southern Middle Tennessee and North Alabama. Proudly serving Shell Gasoline. 
Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at 10pin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. This is Mark Curry at the Trailer Store. We are a local, family-owned business. Every day, I work with my wife, Susie, my mother, Becky, and my son, Justin. We offer a full line of lawnmower trailers, utility trailers, stock trailers, and a full line of trailer parts. We also offer service. Come see us at 1021 New Lewisburg Highway. Call us at 931-381-2795. That's 931-381-2795. Hey, this is Trip Stoltz, owner and manager of Columbia Ace Hardware. Spring is here and we are ready. We carry a full line of steel, echo, and chandala yard equipment. We also have a great selection of grass seed, fertilizer, and garden supplies. With the most knowledgeable sales staff in southern middle Tennessee, come check us out at 112 East James Campbell Boulevard, Columbia, Tennessee. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. Coach, baseball is back, and WKRM 103.7 is excited to bring you coverage and sponsorship options for this 2023 season. That's right, Taff, and this year our advertising partners had the option to sponsor our live Little League coverage, Atlanta Braves coverage, or a combo package that carry both of them. This area loves baseball, and what a great way to support the community by helping us bring coverage of our Little League, but also taking a moment to promote local businesses. People are crazy about the Atlanta Braves. Whoa, 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 whoa. There's something special and timeless about baseball radio broadcast. There sure is. So visit Front Porch Radio TN and click on the blue Advertise With Us button for more information about how your company can sponsor baseball of all kinds this season with WKRM. Each week on History's Hook, we'll be bringing you interesting and informative stories from the past in an effort to connect the history in our own backyard to the big events that compose national and world history. I'm your host, Tom Price. This is not your high school history class. We're going to make history fun and compelling. We're going to get you hooked. History's Hook with your host, Tom Price, Saturdays at 9 a.m. and 6 p.m., right here on WKOM 101.7 FM Front Porch Radio. Join us for a journey through time. I am Jack Blackstone. And I'm Emery Blackstone. Together, we are Greenway Tech Repair. Tired of slow computers, cracked phone screens, and fancy home electronics you don't know how to use? We can help. We provide local on-site services as well as remote troubleshooting for any job, no matter how large or small, from computers and laptops to mobile devices and home electronics. We Blackstone Brothers are eager to serve our community. Find us on Facebook at Greenway Tech Repair or by phone at 931-388-2691. That's on Facebook at Greenway Tech Repair or by phone at 931-388-2691. Want to experience Spring Hill in one day under one roof? Now is your chance. Spring Hill's most popular annual community event, Experience Spring Hill The Event, presented by Liberty Federal Credit Union, is back and jam-packed with fun at Summit High School on Saturday, June 24th from 10 a.m. until 2 p.m. You can learn more about this exciting event at experiencespringhill.com. We hope to see you there. 
This is Estate Plan Stan at Prochowski Estate Law. Here are some of the questions I get asked. Can I protect my child's inheritance from a divorce? Can I protect my children's inheritance from creditors or lawsuits? What if my child has a drug or alcohol problem? Can I protect their inheritance from that habit? What if I have a special needs child that cannot own property? The answer is yes. Call me at 931-363-7222 for one of my family vision meetings. Your family will thank you. I've got someone very, very special on the phone with me. He's going to tell us what's happening at Foodland. Miles Johnson, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. How are you? Doing fantastic. What kind of specials you got for us this week? We have the normal uh, week-long sale, and that includes ground beef for $3.29 a pound, whole ribeye for $5.99 a pound, whole seedless watermelon, $5.99 each, fresh corn on the cob, two ears for a dollar, and Niagara 24-pack water, three for 10. All right, and these sales run through next Tuesday, correct? Yes, sir. And again, you're open seven days a week, 7 a.m. to 9 p.m., located right there on West 7th Street, right near the post office. So, Miles, uh, great deals. Uh, people need to come in and check them out. And uh, we'll uh, give you a call next Thursday and see how you're doing then. So, Miles, you have a great day. And uh, again, thanks for the uh, great staff. They do really help everybody out when they come in. So, we'll talk to you later. All righty. Thank you. Thank you. This is Jim Ross, and you are listening to Front Porch Radio, WKOM 101.7, located in Columbia, Tennessee.